Hi, this is Tim Ash, author of the book Landing Page Optimization and your host for LPO here on webmasterradio.fm. I want to tell you about Conversion Conference West 2010. It's happening May 4th and 5th in San Jose, California. You can register now at conversionconference.com. Conversion Conference is the first in an ongoing series of shows that focus exclusively on conversion. The conference will feature 26 dynamic sessions with the best and brightest in conversion marketing to help you drive leads and revenue. With keynote presentations from Brian Eisenberg, Jakob Nielsen, and me, Tim Ash. We're also happy to be sharing our expo hall and networking events with the Parallel eMetrics Marketing Optimization Summit. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners can get an extra $100 off the early bird registration by using promo code CCW543. That's CCW543. Save a total of $600 off the full conference rate when you sign up for the early bird registration by April 10th. So make your plans to join us at the beautiful four-star Fairmont Hotel in San Jose, California for Conversion Conference West 2010, May 4th and 5th. Register now at conversionconference.com that's conversionconference.com the opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host guests and callers and do not reflect those of the staff management or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing Page Optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Hello, everyone. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And I'm continuing my series with uh, thought leaders in conversion improvement this week with Larry Marine. He's a user experience strategist and designer and the principal of intuitivedesign.com. Uh, welcome, Larry. Oh, hi. Thanks. Uh, yeah, it's good to have you, as, as uh, our listeners probably don't know yet, but you and I have known each other for many years and have worked together. And uh, we actually studied at UC San Diego with one of the godfathers of usability, if you will, Don Norman. Tell us about those days. <laughs> that was really interesting because we didn't know what a guru he was. We were just his students. We thought he was just another professor, you know, your typical absent-minded professor. But boy, were we lucky. We didn't even know uh, that we were getting a, such a great education. Yeah, this was back in the early to mid-80s. I'm dating myself here. But Don had just written his book, his seminal book on user-centered design. And it seems like we've been immersed in that world for, like, again, close to 25 years now. But it seems like many people are just now waking up to it. Would you say that's true? I, I think they're not even fully awake. I think only one eye is open. Um, that book <laughs> that Don Norman wrote... Um, uh, design of Everyday Things is still the seminal work. And, you know, I still recommend it to people, and they read it, and they go, wow, this is so poignant. I'm thinking, it was, it's 20 years old. <laughs> so yes. people are still just coming to grips with what usability and user-centered design really is. Okay, well, since a lot of people may not be familiar with it, how would you kind of characterize the main tenets or framework of user-centered design? 
the whole idea about user-centered design is to try to first understand what is going on in the intended user's mind. So that, you know, if we know, for instance, there is a certain predilection or intuition that the users will attend to and react to, we try to take advantage of that in the design so that instead of forcing the users to adapt to the technology, we adapt the technology to the user's intuitions. Hey, what a concept. So it's kind of... uh like the the golden rule, right? Do you unto others as they would have done unto themselves? <laughs> well, then Actually, how come the uh, all the technology rule, that's, guys that's, haven't figured that out yet? Yeah. So okay. Well, so let's talk about specifically how that might apply to the web. So we're talking about conversion here and landing page optimization. There are a lot of potential conversion actions on a page. Um, it could be from social bookmarking it to buying something, filling out a form, um, and we usually have only the, the, the one with the immediate payoff in mind. Buy something from us right now. And now, how is that a mismatch <laughs> with, with user expectations when they arrive there? Well, you know, I like to think of the buy something now as basically just being a, um, a desktop uh, cash register, a digital cash register. But when, you know, you look at the conversion experience, there's a whole lot more going into it. Briefly, there's five steps. Uh, perceive a need. The next step is identify the options, winnow it down to a few select ones. Then you buy something, and then there's service after the sale. And if you're focusing on the buy something stage, then you're missing out all the opportunities to engage the user and create some emotional connection, connection that's going to help them you know, realize, I do want to buy something here. Okay, so um, in a way, you're asking them, as I often describe it to basically jump over that rickety rope bridge across the chasm instead of putting all the planks in so they could walk across. Yeah, yeah. let's throw a little bit of fear in front of them before we actually ask them for their money. Yeah, and you know, it, it just shocks me. Uh, I've, I think a lot of people have figured out, you know, direct response works, direct response is good, but they've gotten so in your face with these calls to that ultimate end stage conversion action that um, you know, they've, they've almost gotten callous about it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, most definitely. I think people have forgotten that, you know, moderation in all things is a good tenet by which to guide yourself. And if you're just going to jump right into that in-your-face, buy now, buy now, well, then people are going to start getting, you know, anxious and, and fearful of the whole experience, and then they're just not going to buy anything. Okay, now, now also talk to us about... Um Switching gears for a minute, uh, kind of people's frameworks or what they bring to the party or what they're comfortable with and how that plays into the conversion experience. Well, keep in mind that good design is all about managing user expectations. So when somebody comes to a website, there is an expectation already set through the print media, through social networking, all kinds of different ways. Even you know, your SEO uh, efforts are going to set an expectation just by virtue of the, of the keywords uh, that they used when they you know, put it in the search engine. So there is an expectation in their mind. When they come to the site, you have to manage that expectation to walk them from the, I want to see what you have, to, okay, now I'm comfortable spending my money with you. And so it's all about managing user expectation. There's a number of steps involved in that. Well, so one of the first steps that we recommend uh, starting with, especially if the landing page is your home page and you have a lot to talk about, uh, instead of barraging them with everything, 
you basically let them self-select, raise their hand, recognize themselves, and get them off the homepage so you can talk to them in a much more personal and targeted manner. I found those to be the more successful design patterns, yes. So the first thing, there's three things that have to happen on, a, on any page, whether it's a homepage or a landing page. First off, the, the uh, customer has to recognize that you address their point of pain. They have to see their point of pain on the page. The next thing is they have to see what's in it for me, what's the value proposition, and then there has to be a reason to believe. Now, all of those don't have to be explicit. You could have implicit uh, recognition and such, but you have to have those three elements on there for the user to feel fearless enough to keep moving forward. If there is no... Um, you know, point of pain uh, recognition, they're not going to be engaged. If all you're going to say, this is our greatest thing, well, why do I want that? So then you have nothing. So, again, it's all about managing user expectations, and you do that by recognizing and attending to the perceived point of pain, letting them know the value proposition by exposing what's in it for me, and then obviously have something for them to believe in. Yeah, and also it's got to be um, – often people can mistake the conversion action, again, for the full-blown, whether it's to buy it or, you know, fill out my form or what have you. But often the conversion action is a much less considered thing, especially on the web. Often it's just a click. Right, right. Um, really what you're trying to do is just engage the user. And if you can do stuff on the on the landing page so that they they get value out of it without a commitment – then they can go ahead and click. But if you're going to ask for an email address or you want them to sign up to get a white paper or something like that, there's like, why am I giving you this important information when you're not giving me anything back yet? So conversion is not just one click and, and you're done. It could be just get that first click because now that user is engaged. There is a subtle commitment on their part. And if you can find a way to engage and commit the user, then... I don't care how many clicks it takes. All you've got to do is get that first click, and you know you're going to have an interested uh, customer ready to buy something sooner or later. So, uh, you know, there's been a lot of academic work in this area by Peter Paroli and others about the notion of kind of information sent. So as long as I feel I'm getting closer to my goal and it's clearly in front of me and that carrot's dangling there right in front of my nose, I'll, I'm willing to take as many of those little steps forward as I need to, Right. Right, that's perception of progress. With each click, there has to be, again, it's managing user expectations. They have to expect something with the, the next click. And when they get there, they have to see that that expectation was satisfied and fulfilled. And therefore, you've increased the level of value and engagement. And so the next thing that you do is offer a little bit more value. So let's look at Pro Flowers, for instance. They didn't have, they have the highest uh, conversion rate on the Internet probably uh, on average highest on the net for about the past 10 years. They didn't get that way by having one-click purchase. They got that way by having successive clicks that uh, incrementally engaged the user so that by the time they got to the credit card, people were going like, yeah, I'm ready to pay for this. I want this to go to my girlfriend. So uh, it's an incremental engagement with the user. Okay, so if I were to... Uh Going to put it another way, you want to take them from the generic experience, which all of us have. It's like, what the heck is this site about? To, uh, oh my God, this is perfect. This is exactly what I've been looking for. Where have these guys been all my life? Kind of experience. 
Right, right. And it doesn't necessarily happen in one click. It may be a process. You know, if we look back at the five steps of, of the shopping experience, there has to be a perception of need. If you can identify or relate to that perception of need on the first page, then they think, well, gee, this is an option. Let me see what else they have. So, you know, it may not all happen uh, all at once. It may be five clicks, but as long as you get that first click and you do that by uh, relating to the user's expectations. Very good. Well, we're going to pause here for some commercial messages from our sponsors, but after we come back, I want to talk to you, Larry, a little bit about fatherhood. I know as a, as a new dad of two girls, you have some stuff to say about that, and same here. I knew you back when you were a Mercedes-driving playboy, but now, boy, times have changed. We'll be right back with LPO <laughs> Landing Page Optimization. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Health, wealth, lifestyle. WebmasterRadio.fm is the premier B2B on-air and on-demand podcast network that caters to who you are and how you live. Listeners and podcasters to our entertainment channel make a difference in our world from going green to sharing the secrets for achieving their success. Contact sales at WebmasterRadio.fm for a consultation today. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local pages affiliate network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that T-shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. Affiliate Wire. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And with me this week is my guest and, and friend, Larry Marine from Intuitive Design. Uh, Larry, we're, as I mentioned before the break, uh, you're a relatively new dad with uh, two girls. How has that changed your world? <laughs> Well, you know, in college, we took all those cognitive psychology classes, and it was really great, uh, you know, learning that stuff then. But now I get to see it applied as my daughters are growing up. And my experience as a user experience design consultant really pays off in this because I get to manage them. So instead of yelling at them for, you know, being too noisy, I've learned things like distraction, engagement, things like that. And it really plays into what I do, you know, for a living. I'm passionate about what I do, and it's really helped, um, you know, relate with my uh, 
the different evolutions of my daughter's growth. Well, I, I wish I could remember to do that more often, but I'm so sleep deprived. I'm pinballing machine around and basically yelling at them to shut up. They're very spirited kids, uh, unfortunately, just like me. Um, well, let's see. Back to our conversation. So we were talking uh, before the break about kind of getting somebody closer and closer to their goal. But um, what are some good ways to even make people aware that something is an option? Where do many landing pages and websites go astray in terms of it, like one of the common things that I see is overwhelming somebody with information. I call it throwing up all over them. Um, is that a barrier to <laughs> awareness? Yeah, info glut. You know, a lot of times people throw are really proud of their products and they throw all of this text on the landing page or the home page. You know, it comes down to the simple thing we've heard before. Keep it simple. Um, bullet points really work. But the real problem I see, a lot of companies speak to the product, to the user through the product, as if they understand the product and try to get into all the nuances. What they are missing is what's important to the customer and try to identify, you know, through the, the uh, information on their page, what is important to the customer, how this product relates to what's important to the customer. So many of the things I've seen are just mirror images of how the company sees themselves, not how the customer should see the product. Okay, let's come back to that because that's an important point. There are actually you know, a lot of websites and software products and things that we commonly see on the Internet, user interfaces. They're all built by engineers, and engineers love to talk about things at the feature level. And uh, in you know, my marketing classes back in the day, you know, they always talked about features, advantages, and benefits. For instance, if I have a coaster, one of its features that is rubber – um, the benefit of that, or sorry, the advantage of that is that my cup won't slide off of it, and, but the, uh, the sorry, that's the advantage. The, the benefit of it is I won't get coffee on my lap and look like a schmuck. Um, so you always have to push <laughs> the benefits and not talk about the features, which is what a lot of companies do, right? Right. Think about it like this. People don't want to use a word processor. They want to write a memo. And if you talk about features of this word processor does this, this word processor does that, that's not going to engage people. If you talk about it, say you can get a template that helps you write a memo, you know, half as, um, in half the time, now that's important to them because it relates to what their needs are, not what your uh, perception of your features are. So it's basically putting it in terms of um, how it makes their lives better or even more powerfully in many cases how it takes away pain, how it makes their lives a lot less exactly. worse. Uh, right. Remember, the first point I, I brought up earlier was that you have to identify people's point of pain, and features are not the point of pain. Yeah, I'm not looking for uh, you know, a website with 14 gigabytes of storage as opposed to 12. That's not a feature. I mean, that's not a, that's not a pain point I'm having. That, right. But my pain points, I can't upload all my video files to, to your website. Because they're right. too big. Let me give you another example of how that plays out, too. Uh, Vanguard Mutual Funds, when they first started out on the web, they had five different business units, money market, uh, stocks and bonds, mutual funds, that kind of stuff. They 
organize their website by those five business units. So if you had investment, uh, say, a retirement fund, and it had three of those, right, you would actually have to go to three different websites to see how much you actually had in your retirement fund. <laughs> so what we did there was we cha- I'm not kidding. So we changed it so that you had portfolios. You said retirement fund, and it had these things, and it brought in all the data and summed it up for you because, you know, that's what people wanted. How much am I worth? Right. And so, again, it's basically instead of siloing within your company by department or functional service you offer, you have to say, what are common tasks that the visitor is trying to accomplish to uh, determine their net worth, to reallocate their assets based on some kind of investment strategy or time horizon and so on. Those are kind of what we call in the, in the game use cases or scenarios or, or tasks they're trying to accomplish, right? Right. So uh, what's the uh, one of the things that I've noticed a lot is that you know these tasks are often completely missing from landing pages. Have you seen that as well? <laughs> Rare is it the case where I find a task that's addressed as opposed to the features or products or some other um, you know online brochure. Um, what I think people don't understand when they're developing a website is that when the user comes to it, they don't want to have to read everything, learn it all, and assimilate it and turn it around like a Rubik's Cube to finally figure out what are the different pieces of information that relate to their needs. If companies would just look at their information and say, what are the points of pain that people are trying to address, how can we organize our text in that regard, and then do that, they would probably see a lot better engagement, a lot better conversions. Here's one of the things that people uh, make the mistake of when they're designing a website. They have a a couple of paragraphs of information, and they put it in one place and one place only. But in the scheme of tasks, that piece of information may may relate to three out of the key five tasks that they're trying to address. So instead of putting it in one place and letting, forcing the user to go find it, have a task flow of information, and that information may show up in three different tasks. So you may have to duplicate information, which becomes a content management issue, but it relates to the user's perception of their task a lot better. So really, you have to walk me very clearly, you know, to identify my role, identify my task, and then take me through a very kind of logical experience through awareness, interest, desire to finally action. So like you say, uh, if you have to replicate it, we had a store, for example, one of our clients, an e-commerce store called Cops Plus, and uh, they had all this military and police gear. And we said, look, the first thing you have to do is break it up by who they are, by SWAT versus off-duty versus beat cop and, or military. And then you might have a duplicate product line in a lot of those, but that's just that is what it is. You have to, like you say, duplicate that content as long as it's relevant to that segment. Now, you know, on some websites, we've seen that where they'll uh, have uh, the user self-select. Are you a nurse? Are you a doctor? Are you, um, you know, a billing specialist? Are you a pharmacist? That kind of stuff. But still, they don't get into the tasks within that user role. If instead of asking what user role you are, if you ask what task are you trying to perform, you know, are you trying to buy flowers, you know, to make up for something you said to your wife, or did you forget your wife's birthday? You know, organize it by tasks. And that's, you know, getting back to Pro Flowers, one of the key conversion uh, components there was they did organize their bouquets by the occasion. 
and that related to the users. So you go on there and you say, oh, happy birthday. There's a perfect bouquet for birthday, as opposed to all the other websites at the time were all about pick a flower and build a bouquet. Like, right. and know anything yeah. about bouquets. Yeah, I just want to know that it'll be delivered uh, FedEx tomorrow, and it's going to cost me less than a hundred bucks, and I'm not going to end up in the doghouse again. <laughs> so, <laughs> again, um, okay. when when you're thinking about the information architecture of a site, of a site, think about the task flow and not about the information that you have. Don't drive your site just by the information that you have. Define it by the tasks that the users are coming there to solve for. Okay, well, one of the ways to do that I'd like to address after the break is possibly the use of wizards and guides. Uh, we're going to be right back after these messages from our sponsors on LPO, Landing Page Optimization. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment. Did you know? 99designs is the leading marketplace for graphic design on the Internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects the average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Hi, welcome to the SEO shop. How may I help you? Oh, hi. I'm looking for something for my website. Well, I could slip your website into a sleek web campaign. Hmm, okay. Our professional internet marketing experts can custom tailor your web campaign with our SEO services, and by the time we're finished, your website will have such high organic search rankings that it'll turn the heads off of Google, Yahoo, and Bing. I would love that. SEO-shop.com. The experts in professional internet marketing services. Let us research, plan, execute, and succeed on your web campaign today with SEO-shop.com. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online news release and content distribution service. AFCON 2010 invites you to join us in Denver, June 21st through 23rd. AFCON 2010, where affiliates are always free. Learn more at AFFCOM2010.com. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. Uh, this is your host, Tim Ash, and we're having a wonderful extended conversation with Larry Marine of Intuitive Design. Now, Larry, before the break, we had talked about this notion of just you know, kind of properly defining and structuring a task, which isn't the usual outside-in company view, but rather, rather it's not the most usual inside-out company view. It should be an outside-in person view. 
Um, one thing I've seen a lot on successful sites is this notion of a, a guide or a wizard. Uh, can you talk to that a little bit? Well, you know, the more complex something is or the more uh, complicated the options are to the user, sometimes you can actually walk them through by asking them questions. And, you know, if you have a really complicated uh, product, uh, offering or something like that. The questions may change by virtue of the previous answer. But what that does is it makes it easy for the user to say, okay, these people are really talking to me. They're letting me answer questions as opposed to just throwing stuff at me. I am letting them know um, what I really need. The really cool part about asking questions like that is that it engages the user. They start to feel like because they've given you answers, that there is some value in that relationship that they're building. So it's a non-committal way to engage the users and create value so you have a relationship. So when it comes time to actually say, oh, here are some products that based on your answers seem to fit, people are going to believe it. Yeah, well, there's yeah, that's in, that's kind of uh, sales 101, which, again, most sites ignore, which is that um, – you ask questions, right? A good salesman doesn't talk. They listen, and they ask lots and lots of questions, especially early on. You know, when we uh, go back to the whole uh, idea of, you know, the sales uh, approach, one of the things that they've learned a long time ago is that car salesmen, when they touch you, it almost doubles the chance of um, engaging that customer and getting a sale out of it. Well, this is the virtual environment. We really can't touch somebody. But you can virtually touch them. By engaging through those questions, that's almost the same as touching because the user has actually committed a, a relationship, a communication between themselves and the website. And so you have touched them in that virtual way. Well, whereas uh, Robert Cialdini talks about in, in his uh, you know, kind of universal principles of persuasion, he, he says that uh, one of the things that, that you really want to do is to kind of, uh, what's the best way to put this, um, you know, people will get behind their public actions. So if they act or interact with the website, like, okay, I interacted with it, therefore it must be valuable. It's kind of a backwards thing, but as soon as we commit to public action, or in this case even just motion of clicking on something or answering a question, we kind of get behind it. That's right. There is a, uh, an emotional relationship there. So, in a way, what that kind of implies is you should start people down a slippery slope or ask for tiny, tiny little commitments and then just grow over time and eventually end up in, an, in a completely unexpected outcome. You know, it's almost a, an exponential growth of the value of the, of the commitment. You start off with a tiny one, and the next one is a little bit more committing, and the next one after that is more committing. So by the time they get to, you know, the actual purchase of something, that commitment doesn't seem as onerous as if it, they just landed on that page and you're asking them to buy now, buy now. So you can actually uh, exponentially increase the level of commitment with each of those questions or each step of the little guide or wizard that you'd like to have. So one one other implication of that for kind of longer processes or or more complicated, uh, you know, asking for information is to uh, basically, you know, I'm asked a lot, oh, is a one-page registration form better or three-page? Well, the answer might be a 20-page, as long as you're asking for a simple, clear uh, kind of choice or decision point or answer at each stage, there's no reason you can't make them into such tiny little soundbite answers that they don't even feel the commitment growing. 
Right, and the other side of that is that you have, you know, such short questions or small commitments that it seems like it's taking forever because at some point people are going to say, okay, I'm ready to buy, and yet you're only halfway down the path and you're going to lose them as well. So there's that fine line between, you know, too much and too little. Um, what's, you know, we for ProFlowers, for instance, uh, that was a site we did a long time ago. We actually didn't ask for committed information until about halfway through the process. We got them to self-select what the occasion was. They selected the bouquet. They started to fill out the greeting card. And that greeting card of, you know, you know this, these flowers are for you, come on, we're men. Any man starts to write poetry, it's God's gift to poetry, right? So there was that emotional <laughs> tie-in, too. And then you ask, where do you want to send this? Well, that's the shipping address. We have yet to ask for any personal information from the buyer yet. But when we did, our usability testing showed they were ready. They wanted to give that information. Yes, here's my credit card information. Here's my address. Yes, do keep me informed of, the, of this occasion next year so I don't miss her birthday again. <laughs> oh, yeah, which reminds me, my wife's birthday is coming up in a week. Thank you, Larry. You just saved my bacon <laughs> one more time. Um, well, well, good. So, uh, you know, we were, um, I think we've covered a lot of ground. We'd love to have you back on the show. But before we let you go, um, one of the things that I'm very happy to announce is that you're actually going to be leading a solo session at the upcoming conversion conference in May in San Jose, um, and uh, we're thrilled about that, and we've arranged uh, with uh, your company to have you sponsor uh, basically a uh, discount promotion code. So for those of you listening, um, big props out to Larry at Intuitive Design. Use promo code CCW531, and you get an additional $100 off of a conversion conference. That's CCW531. For those of you not familiar with Conversion Conference, it's going to be held in parallel with the eMetrics Marketing Optimization Summit. It'll be at the beautiful Fairmont Hotel in San Jose, and that's May 4th and 5th of 2010. Uh, Larry, can you tell us what your session is going to be about in San Jose? We are going to be uh, evaluating different uh, design approaches. You could have me uh, look at your uh, homepage or landing page, and we will go over some of the things we just talked about. How do we engage? What's the message that, you, that got the users there? How well does your design align to that message that got them there so we make sure we're managing customer expectations? You'll walk away with a, uh, some bullet points about what you can do to improve your design. Okay, so it's not the graphics. It's not the copywriting. It's about these kind of disconnects at the um, – you know, what, how do you address your audience and what tasks do you allow them to accomplish easily? That's right. Conversion, congruence, that kind of stuff. Fantastic. Well, Larry, thanks again. We would love to have you back on the show soon. And uh, good luck uh, being surrounded by all women. At least I also have a son. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. I have a daughter, too. They both <laughs> drive me nuts, but... Uh, I will see you in May in San Jose, and hopefully a lot of our listeners will too. Larry is just at the top of his game. All right. Thanks, Tim. It was a pleasure being on the show. Come back again next week for new episodes and uh, thought leadership in landing page optimization. Uh, our shows are live on Webmaster Radio Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh, and we'll be back next week with more thought-provoking interviews with conversion leaders. This has been your host, Tim Ash, for LPO Landing Page Optimization. 